0: This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays the live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, you bet 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks. At That's podcast dot com slash win bet. That's sportsgammonpodcast.com dot com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply, and we're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Head over to store dot podcast dot com and use promo code madness for ten percent off orders forty dollars or more. Right, DJs, welcome back to the Golf Gambler Podcast. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer Steve, how are we feeling, buddy? I'm ready for TPC, because fuck
1: API. <laughs> Apparently, it's how a lot of people feel after what happened today. No, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, I didn't get crushed. Uh, not a great week. I only lost maybe a couple fractional units. Uh, thank you, Max Homa, for nutting up on the back nine there for top 20. Uh, thank, thank you, God. Keith Mitchell, for nutting up, too.
0: Yeah, he didn't uh, nut up for me. What did you get him, a top 40? Fucking... Top top
1: 30. Yeah, so that I, worked out for I me. I had him top 20. Uh, I lied to you and actually did put down a little bit on Haddon for a top 20 after Friday, so that helped a little bit. But yeah, most of my card, it looked great after Friday because I did that little win stack, um, and then they realized, oh, I actually hate Bay Hill. So then they all fell down the leaderboard, and uh, I didn't have anything nearly close at the end. Uh, but apparently, you know what? Everyone went busto. Uh, unless yeah. you uh, <laughs> took a flyer on K- Kadiyama, uh, breaking the trend of just... Big favorites hitting, and there you go. We finally got a long shot that hit, guys. Congratulations. You guys are right all along.
0: (laughs) So it it does lead into kind of an interesting question, especially going into this week, right, where we know the course is super volatile. One bad shot can fucking eject you. Uh, I mean, at least in my brain, it makes me a little more comfortable betting guys in like the 30, 40, 50 range again. Right. Like like right. last week, I was terrified to do it. I was like, this is ridiculous. And then, especially with Rahm on fucking Thursday, like killing the first round leader and looking like a fucking freight train. I was like, God damn it. Like, like, this is so. What happened to him over the weekend, by the way? Holy
1: shit. I know. No, I mean, well, you kind of were on the scent that uh, maybe he just doesn't really like Bay Hill. Yeah. So, but it, so, everything so putting was fine around the green was fine, irons were fine, the driver was a mess. You call that that was a very good take on you, no. by the way. The, the driver, it was good on Thursday, yeah. he was hitting a lot of fairways. They were actually commenting that about how you know on the range everybody thinks he's a fader, but he's really done a nice job with these long irons and fairway medals, draw. just hitting a really good draw now. Yeah. Uh, that went away apparently the rest of the weekend though, yeah. So, I uh, think the stats will they come out, yeah, pretty much. So um, yeah, listen, Kirk Kadiyama wins. Um, you know, he finished one second at second CJ Cup. He's got a yeah. good finish at uh Honda in his career, but just missed a cut at uh Genesis. He yeah. blew up in the final round of Pebble when he was in contention. Yeah. It was kind of out of nowhere. I think the only thing I looked at when I looked at back and says that was like kind of looking like, all right, this yeah. unexpected winner happened. how did he do it? He was putting better lately. Yeah. So, and that was one of his kryptonites and, you know, he kind of fits a little bit of the blue play, you know, what you're looking for. He's really long yeah. and he's pretty good around the green. And if the putter was working for him, then, you know, the, yeah. that was, uh, how I was going to do it, but I was actually, I was very impressed by him. He hung tough. He hit it out of bounds on nine Dude, and two days in a row. He had fucking triples and he still yeah. won. That's yeah, crazy. he did. And with all those big names too, uh, you know, I, I think it helped that Hovland kind of vomited all over himself, uh, today uh i think that would have been a problem for you a problem one because you were very angry about how he uh got in contention with a ace and holding out from the fairway fairway, and only out from a bunker shot essentially getting five strokes yeah exactly for the tournament why uh, not lock box
0: into a win too uh,
1: i mean it ended up working itself out uh he was he was pretty bad today
0: He's been um, bad on Sundays, like I like like in big tournaments. Think about the Open; he fucking he he didn't do well. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's Interesting.
1: Some I mean, unless un- it's there. in uh in the Bahamas or outside yeah, the true. United States, he can't really perform on uh on Sundays, apparently.
0: Yeah, and people were saying like his around the green game is fixed now. I was like, no, it's not. No,
1: it's not. He he had a couple of good bunker shots. Like, what yeah. happened on what was it number fourteen? That was just a plug lie. And then yeah. he just ended up getting out of the lip. Like, the, there's nothing you can really do. Or maybe it was like eight or something. There's yeah, nothing you can do trouble. about that. Yeah. yeah. That, like, Matt, we talked about them for the tournament, how crappy these bunkers were. I can't remember seeing as many horrible plugged oh, lies, lies, in these lies bunkers. Dude. Terrible. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like like I I can't think of another tournament where it's like this.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. And I,
1: and I understand they got the hurricane, they had to put new bunker sand in there, but this was the same problem last year too. Yeah. It's ugh, I mean, it's it's entertaining. Uh the guy who sets up this tournament, I think his name's like Chris Flynn, does a really nice job like I mean, those greens were crispy and yeah. they're running firm, but they also were pretty fair on. I think they were fair Friday and Saturday, you know, with yeah. the wind. But man, you got to do something about these bunkers. They're horrific. They're they just he, he can't he can't have that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, Rory Rory fucked up in the bunkers a couple of times today too. Yeah,
1: yep he he did. I mean, uh, I think Speeth had a couple of really bad lies. Uh, oh, Cam Young, did you see Cam Young's yesterday? <laughs> no, I missed it. It was now? literally submerged, like. Into the bunker. Like, I think you can only see like the little top of of the ball there. Oh, no. It was amazing he even got it out. I'll
0: have to go look for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just like, like, every time a ball was getting sent to a bunker, the guy was just like, just don't plug, don't plug, don't plug.
0: Yeah. I think they were saying that even the moron announcers were saying that shit, who add nothing to the broadcast. And I know you promised you wouldn't bitch about the coverage anymore. I never made such a promise. Uh, This coverage is a fucking joke. A fucking Why? joke. We didn't see a single shot from fucking Hatton. Like, I mean, I I, I swore we weren't even going to see like Rory's approach shot, like on eighteen. Like, it was it's bad, dude. Like the, the TV coverage is so
1: fucking bad. It's. So I bad. mean, Comcast, the NBC, they've done a lot of cuts. Like, yeah, it's so bad. It kind of is what the is. CBS has gotten a lot better though. Yeah, um, yeah we got NBC for the next what three four weeks. Yeah, but that's it. Although we have the U.S. Open and we have the Open Championship. Right. Um... But CBS listen, actually has, to, CBS the has place. the FedEx Cup playoffs, by the way.
0: Okay, it's so, all right. the
1: Um, That's do you have awesome. any other takes about the field? Uh you no. got Roy's oh, yeah. a, Roy's a, Roy's a choking fucking dog. Um
0: <sighs> okay yeah, a choking <laughs> fucking dog. Uh and then <laughs> yeah, mush Azinger <laughs> is painful. Yes, absolutely. Um oh congrats, Mush, by the way. He took them Friday at like fucking a I'm at like 35 to 1.
1: Oh, nice! Congratulations. See, there you go.
0: And I told him I was like, eh, "That's nice, but there's no chance, Kitty I was winning. So, oh,
1: So. Also, uh, this is all your fault. Then. It's my fault, yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Um, right. and did you did you hear Rory's uh, post game comments? I did not. I turned it off. After oh. That. oh, he would have he would have used a different club on what was it, twelve? That he fucked up. Oh wait, uh, fifteen? Which one did he? would he three? Would it was fifteen,
1: right? Oh, f- 15 where he rope hooked. Oh, he didn't one know. He hit, didn't know he had, he, had like- the,
0: he didn't know he had the leader. He would have chose a different club. Oh bullshit! Like, like that's the type of shit that pisses me off. Like, like fuck off with your lame masks. Well, well,
1: with that, with that hole, it's like there's not a whole lot you can do there. Now they, I, I, I I did notice they did it for whatever reason. They did a better job, I guess, softening up that fairway. That balls didn't just immediately roll through like they were last year. Yeah. But that's a tough driving hole. Either you take on driver and you risk going out of bounds to the right. I just didn't or like or the you
0: excuse. Have a... Not even about that. I didn't like the excuse. Like, oh, well, you know, if I knew I was in the lead, I would have pulled a different club. No, man, you made a bad fucking swing. Like, just own it. Like, this is why I hate putting money on a guy. I just, I dislike him so much. I like, I dislike
1: him. Well, I'm getting that way with JT, to be completely honest. What um, happened to him? God. Well, he did. He. Met my expectations through two rounds. Yeah. I, I said before the turnaround, I was like, hey, look, like sometimes when you get these winning conditions, he shows up, and he was like, what, like seven under before yeah. screwing up the last two? He's good
0: players. in the wind, man. He's good in the wind.
1: He is. And then I don't know what happened Saturday, Sunday. I don't know what happened today. Well, actually, I know what happened Saturday. He couldn't make a putt. I was like, okay. And I went to bed last night. I'm like, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, like, his part is just going to lay on fire. Nope. Terrible I, I, today. I, I Absolute almost. Absolutely no show.
0: Yeah, I almost took. There was a couple guys who I was looking at matchups last night. I was pretty tipsy, and I was like, you know what? I was looking at taking JT. I was like, there's no way Lowry can play this bad again. Like, I'm glad I talked myself out of it. Like, I was like, I I don't really know because I didn't like the coverage. Like, I didn't see a whole bunch. I was running around yesterday, so I don't know. Like, yeah, JT. JT's number's super short with at TPC too. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking the cheese there. I mean, it depends on the tee times, I guess, but and the weather, but. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I learned the hard way at Bay Hill. Don't overrate, uh, wind splits. Uh, I actually made a, uh, a word file okay. and put down these notes for next year. Yeah. I actually made one last year for the players. I'm going to go over this year. Uh, Sweet. some little tips. I kind of reminded myself that maybe I do not do that mistake again. Yeah. Uh, don't overrate wind splits. Uh, I know Kitty. Yam was on the right side of the draw. I know Roy was on the right side of the draw. but there was a lot of guys up there who were on the wrong side of a draw. Oh, yeah. Scotty Hovland no, no. Um, Harris English was up there. Yeah. The
0: goobs. Is he back? He might be back. He might be back.
1: He might be like back. It. I mean, he was, he was playing pretty well last fall and, you know, he started to put things together a little bit. So his, his putter was on fire this weekend. Well, I mean, you got no one calling in they exactly. you know, say, Hey, your grips, are, he fixed his grips. Apparently now they're all worn and they're comfortable now. So, But my mistake was, okay, you can't win a tournament after 36 holes. And my outrights were looking fantastic after 36 holes, but it's Bay Hill. No one is ever going to run away with this thing. And everybody was in the same conditions on Saturdays. It's just whoever's better at Bay Hill is just going to rise to the top. And that kind of ends up like the top of the leaderboard. I looked at, I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense for Bay Hill. And Mm -hmm. do not let me try and create a non Bay Hill, Florida betting card next year. It's, gotcha. it's it's not going to work for out
0: for me. Just play the hits. So so yeah, exactly. So M- Mush texted and we talked about this offline already. Mush Serial Killers warming up. He is going to be
1: so fucking popular. I can't lay. Okay, his core sister, his. Thanks. Let me, uh, let me put something out into the ether right now. So, uh, there might be people who just make the blatant lazy take of seeing his cut last year and just assuming that he was on the wrong side of the weather job. No, he was not. I am here no, to I tell not. you right now, he had the AMT time and he was absolutely horrible. Do you know why I know he was horrible? Because I bet on him last year and I was like licking my shop saying, all right, He's won at PGA West. He's been good at Harbertown. He's got the AM, you know, Thursday uh, tea time. He's going to be great. He was terrible. We'll talk about why he was terrible and why he might be terrible again this year. But um, we'll go over that a little later. But let's say, you know, overall, congratulations to Kurt Kiduyama. Uh, Neither of us had him. Wasn't even really on my radar. Uh, nope. It is what it is. Uh, we'll try and do a little better for you at uh, the players. You got anything else before we move on?
0: Nah. Um maybe what Webb did today. <laughs> are we, are we, are oh we six bu- under? Yeah, dude, he was on fire.
1: Just saying. Coming to T P C. What I guess we'll have to see what he actually did. Yeah, I gotta look. Is at the, the putter fixed uh, for him? I don't know, maybe. That's why I gotta take a
0: look at That's look. what's been really bad. His his putting is now what's uh, horrible. Has Webb sucked here or has he been good? He's won a player's championship. Yeah, I know, but I mean recently. I mean okay, he has been he's
1: terrible did. recently. So yeah, we'll
0: sure. Oh shit. He actually didn't win it as long ago as I thought, 2018. Yeah, that was the last year of Bermuda, and then they switched to the overseed. Yeah, he's 16th cut cut. Back okay. in splits, you know. Yeah, I mean last year has been terrible basically. He was fucking awful. I don't know. Maybe the uh, I got I got a nice little trend uh for first round leaders already. So I'm waiting, can't
1: wait for the final. I actually might have something he too based on uh, some of my intel. Oh, Maybe it'll match. I like it. Yeah, I hope so. All right, <laughs> why don't we take a break, and then uh, why don't we start talking about uh, Players' Championship, TBC Sawgrass. Uh, right in your backyard, you're going to be contributing a lot tonight. I'm going to yes. ask you some questions based on your experiences, and I can't wait to break it down with you. All right, sounds good, brother.
0: Well, listen, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports SportsGiven Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets builds your own bet. Match Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer. You bet 100 bucks, you get $100. bucks. It is limited to state availability. And, of course, we're on DGENs. Only if you hit the biggest long shot pathway of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgiblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgiblingpodcast.com slash Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. we turn see over on our order to present state where and playthrough winbet is available. If you were somebody you who know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Okay. We're going for, we're going for three, three players in a row. What do you mean?
1: Oh. Taking the did you, did you, well, we didn't exist when Rory won. JT? Cam? Oh, so we are, going for, the yes, we are. Yes, JT, going for... Yes, we are. JT. So we're both on JT. You were yep. only on Cam. Yep. we for over three in a row. Let's go. Okay. Keep up yep. the hot streak, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's break down TBC Sawgrass. So uh, my article came out today. It is it's a beautiful article. Article. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. We'll get to the end of the show. We're going to have some changes overall with some of the editorial content. I decided to change up a little bit how my preview was going to be laid out. Uh, I did instead of like bullet points, I kind of laid out more by area of each game, and I might end up doing that going forward. It It was a little more work for me, but I I, I kind of like that a little better. I I I liked it a lot. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So maybe I'll continue to do that going forward, not just the players, majors, or anything like that. So, um. All right. So. TBC Sawgrass, I mean, we've been doing this uh, podcast for three years. We've gone over uh, the golf course. Uh, You know, it was uh, basically created in uh, 1980 after uh, the PGA Tour commissioner basically wanted to create a player championship, a tournament that would be the crown jewel of the PGA Tour to rival the majors. And uh, um, he was he tried to shop around the tournament around Ponte Vedra Beach. Uh, It was rejected. So he ended up just buying 415 acres in swamp land for allegedly $1. Uh, so the story goes. Uh, I mean, This is, he, this was still the good old boy system
0: down here back then, probably like some Dixie Mafia type shit.
1: Probably. Yeah, yeah probably took somebody took like a giant tax loss on this uh, land and yeah. uh, that's probably what happened. Uh, then they turned over to Pete and Alice Dye, who created, I would say, their best golf course. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can probably argue if it's Kiowa, you can probably argue if it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's Harbortown, uh, no. but you know, there's probably some other ones that are not on the PJ Tour that, uh, you know, can rival it. But it, this is probably the crown jewel yeah. of uh, the Pete Dye collection. And pretty much everything you can ask for in a Pete Dye golf course, pretty much when you like, like when you think about his types of golf course, you, you see a TBC sagras It's everywhere here. So yep. um, I posted a couple of videos. I, I would highly suggest looking at the Golf Digest one, the hole-by-hole one, like a lot of really good drone shots. The guy in it did a really good job uh, laying out all the holes. Uh, I put a couple of videos of no laying up as well. They had two guys, uh, play the entire golf course with Matt, every actually narrating and kind of giving commentary. He oh, gave a cool. couple, he gave a couple nuggets that I'm going to go over uh, a little oh. later, but I'm going to turn it over to you. You have played it several times. Mm-hmm. You know, the course very well. You know how this golf course can just punch you in the face. So, yeah. um, I guess why don't you talk a lot, a little bit about like how much you, what you really like about it, what you don't like about it, yeah. and why you think it's just so difficult so it's just like any other
0: like i don't know it's like it, it, there's no flat lie fucking anywhere it seems like like it seems like there's there's a mound somewhere, some sort of slight slope you're always hitting a little bit above a little bit below your feet. These little tiny pop bunkers are just a nightmare <laughs> they really are like and so I played it. One time, like I think it was like two weeks after the players, and like the rough was f- fucking ridiculous. Now, this was this was back when they played it in May. So I don't know what that changes now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, the rough is ridiculous. There's, there's hazards everywhere. It's intimidating yes. as shit. Like eight, 18 is way scarier to me than 17. Like way scarier. 18 is terrible terrifying with that water coming down the left. Um, I like number two. Uh one and ten are nice. What? Yeah. One in 10 is basically a mirror image of each other. Which yeah. But really it's cool. like, it's like reverse. Like you said, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, I,
1: I put that in my article about yeah. how, um, you know, basically the shot shapes you have to hit on one and 10, they're basically the same yardage, but it's, it asks you two different completely different questions essentially. Yeah.
0: So 10, 10 on the tee boxes is, is super tight. <laughs> yes. Super tight, man. I remember getting up on 10 in the tee box the first time and I was the first time I played it. I fucking, I just put it straight into the fucking woods on the right. Like, it was like, I was like, this is so narrow. That's all you can think about while you're standing on that box. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. I mean, overall, it's just like, it's a tough course. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm a fucking hack. You know what I mean? I fucking, when I shoot in the eighties, I'm very happy. You know what I mean? So this course punishes you for not being accurate. And I am not fucking accurate so like it beats the hell out of you what's funny is like even when you think you hit a good shot like i said it's super irritating this mounds all over the place yeah and those things give me fucking fits um so yeah i mean we everybody's familiar with this course man it's uh it's it's good like um I, it makes for good fucking tv so much drama so love it, yeah man.
1: yeah i mean I, I i think one thing you said about how there's so many hazards and pete die I mean, it, it, a lot of this golf course has changed since he first did it. But, like, you know, a lot of his overall principles are still in this. And Pete Dye would put specific bunkers or water hazards or trees in specific spots for a specific purpose. Like, you'll be walking the course, and you'll see this tiny little hula hoop bunker just yeah. kind of hanging off to the side. You're like, why is that there? Right. And then you hit it, and you're like, oh, this is why this is there. Exactly. Like now I am short-sighted. I have no room. Like, it's just, you get, and you said it pretty correctly. Like, you have to be very precise there. This is the quintessential target golf golf yeah. course with very small targets. And if you make a mistake, the chances of you recovering is very low. Yeah. You have to basically get into an area that is the least punishing option yeah. um, in with your approach shot. And if you miss in the wrong place around the green, there's very little You're room. Fucked. To basically get up and down. Yeah. You're basically screwed at that point. And it asks you, and I put a couple of examples in my article. One of the things that makes it so difficult is how you have to basically plan from your tee shot, how you're going to hit your approach on the green. And it asks you to basically hit the ball two different directions with two different swings. So, uh, you know, for example, on the first hole, you got to play as close to the fairway bunker on the right as possible. That's um, on most holes. Uh, it's very, common Pete Dye principle to basically play towards the trouble uh, to get the best angle to the green. Cause if you do, then you can hit a, you know, a right to left shot. You got to hit a draw uh, after you hit basically a fade off the tee. And then the reverse is true on 10. You got to hit basically a hard hook, you know, again, hit it pretty close to the bunker into the woods. Sure. You can bet. There's a lot of room to bail out, right? But you have to carry over a bunker. You don't have a lot of room. It's just that that's, that, you're basically delaying the penalty at that point, and, that, and that's why Sawgrass is so great. Pretty much every single hole, it's kind of like that. So, a couple of the nuggets I, I, I got from uh, Matt Every, um, you kind of just alluded to it. I don't know if this is your first round leader lean, but he hates starting on ten. Oh, absolutely really? hates it. Well, you know what's so, funny? So what's the funny? last the last four leaders, first round leaders, have gone off on ten. That's interesting. He, he ten, th- ten in the morning. Okay. Well, there you go then. But he, foreign he bro. says that he hates, sorry, because the tee shot, like you said, is so, it's, so, it's terrifying. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> like and, and, and that's another thing too. Like, like the golf digest video that I showed, like a lot of these drone shots from the tee, it looks like Mars from the tee box. Like it's, it's yeah. so uncomfortable. It's so yeah. foreign to these guys. Just kind of how the bunkers kind of pinch into the fairway. What type of shot you have to hit. It's just, it's, it's golf like you've never really seen it. And it really exposes guys who just are not comfortable at this place. And there's a few guys that might theoretically be good course fits for this place. It might just not fit their eye. It might just not suit for them well. And they probably, that's why they don't really do well here. Because it just, it is so challenging and just so bizarre sometimes. It's it's really quirky. And it, it, it kind of made I was thinking about this before. Um, I mean, Rory McIlroy's won St. Andrews He's won here, like a really quirky golf course. Cam Smith won the open at St. Andrews, won the players. I don't think that's a coincidence, just mm. kind of weird golf. Yeah. Where just, you know, kind of roll the punches. You have to be precise. You got, you know, you're looking up. like, okay, this is weird, but you know, I can still handle it. And some guys can get that a little bit in their head and they don't tend to do as well. So, yeah. um, I, I think it's one of the reasons I love sawgrass. Uh, I, I didn't used to appreciate, it, but I think having being, doing the show with you, you really spoke highly of it and just kind of digging a little more into it. It, it, it truly is a great golf course. This is a great test for the players championship. I know it, we make jokes about how try, you know, they try to compare it to the majors and, you know, it's some of the marketing branding behind it can be kind of cool. Oh, you, you don't like, uh, what was that guy? The goal boy, Gold boy, gold boy. <laughs> When 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 the, I think they should they they uh, superimpose Gold Boy onto Tiger Woods making the giant putt oh on God. seventeen, and they try to get Tiger's reaction, and Tiger's like, "Yeah, I guess Great. that's
0: kind of cool." Tiger is a so Tiger is a pitch man. What do you think? What do you mean? So like, have you seen any of these like the the, the awful Fargibbons commercial? We were bitching about that, weren't we?
1: Oh, I, I said a line. I said is uh, which it's PSG minus one seventy five yeah. over uh, the forgiveness. That's a t- that's horrible.
0: Yeah, I think more and more I've seen it. The PSG guy just it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. The, the the thing he sounds like a like a bad movie drill sergeant. Um, I don't know. Maybe it just brings back bad memories for me. I
1: I, um, I I still I still think the tour edge one with the champions tour players are really bad. The senior oh, clubs yeah. those are bad too those are horrible
0: those are bad too
1: i would rather do and actually the pxg guys actually kind of toned it down a little bit yeah i i'd rather listen to that than Far basically basically seeing one of the guys playing air guitar with his driver yeah it true. goes long and i mean <laughs> long that's my best impression of whoever that guy is
0: it's pretty good sorry all it's, right. right but anyway right, anyways but back anyway. To saga. so
1: so that's, that's one nugget it's essentially he didn't know, like starting on 10 because it's just a really uncomfortable tee shot. One is definitely a little more manageable. I mean, it's still a tough driving hole. You got to hit a fade. Then you got to hit a draw, but it's way out in front of you. It's, it's, if there is a handshake hole, yeah. I guess it'd be kind of it. I wonder, yeah. I,
0: I wonder no, if it's, it's just because it. I just wonder, like, I wonder if the guys have the last four have done the first round leader. I wonder if it's just because they're catching 17 when it's pretty calm. Right, like that's, there's that's not a lot true. of wind. Like what? So if you tee off at like let's say eight o'clock, you're at you're at 17 by before 10.
1: So yeah, maybe. Uh, we well, also had to consider too. How many? How many first round leaders did you four, say? Four, in a row. Ten. So it's 10 four in 10. a row. Okay, so three of those were the right ones. One, of, one yeah. of the guys. So I guess at that point it's still a trend of that. Yeah. There. Do you remember? Uh, did you like a Hideki, you know, before the COVID? head? <laughs> COVID hit. Yeah, I
0: think, yeah, Decky was, te, De, was 10. I think Decky was 10 2. Okay. We'll that, that would, cause, yeah, because that would be four, right?
1: Because it would be, it would be Decky. Uh... It'd be 19, 20, 21, 22. That'd be four in a row. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Pull okay. It All I'll, right. While you talk, I'll pull it up. So uh, another thing, though, he said was, and this is also interesting, is that TBC Saugers is a really bad golf course for guys that like to fade the ball. And his, his argument was on all the holes that are basically shaped from left to right. You got to hit a left or right tee shot. There's no real adversity or trees that would basically prevent somebody who if they absolutely do not want to hit a fade off the tee to still start it right and bring it back to the fairway. So you can still technically hit a draw on all the holes that basically are shaped right to left. There are trees on the left side or just something on the left side just screams. Do not hit it over here. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense. Like yeah. Rory McElroy. You know, uh, he, he hits a draw. That's, that's, I mean, he started to hit fade more, more recently, but back when he won, he was, you know, he hits a draw. JT was hitting those snap hooks at that point. Uh, Cam Smith, he hits more of a draw too. And then, um, you know, y- y- you think about some notorious faders like Dawson Johnson. He's been okay here, but never really a ton of success. Brooks Koepka, he hits a lot of fades, doesn't hit a ton of success here. So. No. That might make actually a lot of sense. I was, you know, because I bet my Brooks kept, cause I bet my Brooks or my Dustin Johnson's. And, um, I mean, I know it's, it's difficult to really pinpoint sometimes, like who's a really a fader, who really isn't. Um, but that does make sense that, you know, you look at a lot of guys, especially a lot of European tour, tour players They tend to play a nice little tight draw there. Yeah. Those guys are usually pretty good here. So that makes sense. That was kind of eye opening. I, I mean, it, it, it um, you know, it takes a little bit of kind of knowing these guys and know if they prefer to hit a right to left shot shape or left to right. Yeah. But that I thought that was a very interesting nugget that I got from the no laying up. Uh, I like that. from Matt Every. From okay. that video there. So. so,
0: so for the first round leader, so for 19 was Keegan went off in the afternoon at 10, but uh, I, I didn't. He tied with Tommy. I remember being upset about that. Uh, who went off at 8:22. Uh, in AM at ten, Hideki went off eight twenty four at ten. Sergio went off at seven forty at ten, and then twenty twenty two we had six fifty six Fleetwood and eight thirteen
1: Hoagie at ten. Wow. Okay, that's a very <laughs> strong trend then. That's really strong. So and then, what? So one in the afternoon this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah you're probably right. Yeah. 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 Based,
1: Based on how things have been one going. One last yeah. tea yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so one last thing to talk about with uh, Saugus, you know I always look trying to see if they've done any changes. They've done a couple changes, uh, like subtle stuff. Um, so they added a whole number one, they added a couple pop, small pop bunkers. Imagine this. all this crap that is around all these greens, either mogul mounds or tiny Hulu bunkers. They actually added more pop bunkers around number one this year, this year. Uh, they also made, uh, they went to a couple holes on the fairway bunkers and made the faces a little steeper. Uh, they also made some of the mogul rep mounts off the, the fairway, a little more severe. Uh, Jeff uh, plots, the tournament director. He said they wanted to put back a little more of the Pete die. Uh, I like it. Of course. So, like because it. that's kind of been softened over time. They've done a lot of changes and renovations, especially as a, as the PG has kind of tried to make this place Augusta national, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, they added some more because because TBC Sawgrass, like when P tie first, built, it was rugged. Um, yeah. yeah, it looked nothing like what it does now. Now it looks very perfectly manicured. I, I don't. Let me ask you a question. Do you like this kind of perfect, pristine TBC Sawgrass? You kind of wish it kind of had a little more, uh, maybe like ruggedness in it.
0: I don't know, man. Like I, I kind of do like the pristine part of it. It's such a, like it's such a pretty course to look at. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm biased, right? Obviously, it's my fucking, yeah. it's it's the big tournament that like helps my community out. You know what I mean? Like so much money gets pumped into here. Um, mm-hmm. what's funny is my daughter, uh, she was working at uh, a restaurant like right outside of Sawgrass, it's on Brokers Row. Um, and last TPC, everybody was freaking the fuck out, man, because the weather was so bad, people weren't going out, and like it like so. I hope this year for like the local and small businesses and things like that, like I hope. I hope it gives the bump that they need because you know that they count on that on a yearly basis as part of their, as part of their projected revenue.
1: Oh, for sure. I remember, I mean, obviously with COVID, like that was horrible, but one of the things they talked about was how canceling the players was devastating because of all the good it does for Jacksonville and, you know, the area there. And,
0: Pontevedra um, don't need no help, but Jacksonville no, certainly doesn't. does. <laughs> yeah, doesn't need any help.
1: Yeah, yeah. Duval, Duval needs some help. Although you know, what, maybe the, maybe Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville Jaguars maybe they will start actually uh, contributing a little more than just the uh, the players do. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so let me ask another question too. So yeah. did you go to the players in the first round in 2020?
0: The COVID year, no. So I had tickets. Yeah, and I was like. I feel like I shouldn't go. I feel like the end of the world is happening. Maybe being around, a, <laughs> maybe being around all these people is probably a bad idea. And my yeah. wife kind of co-signed it. And I was like, all right, fine. Fuck it. I won't go. And that was just okay. a bad week in general, man. Brady got fucking Brady signed with the Bucks. All the bars finally shut down down here. It was the worst St. Patrick's Day fucking ever. Brady got traded on that. Fucking <laughs> players got canceled on Thursday. Yeah. fucking
1: yep. it was, it was, NCAA tournament got canceled shortly thereafter. Yeah, I didn't care so much about that. I mean, that was a that was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just said I didn't. <laughs> I I cared about that. I'm a big college basketball fan. Although uh, being from up here with uh, being a fan of Syracuse Orange, things have been really tough. All right, we are diverting. Uh, why don't we take uh, another break, and yeah. then uh, why don't we go over bang strategies? My kind of beefed up bang strategies. Uh, like it. this week.
0: All right. Listen, we're also brought to you guys by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, and they got you covered by a ton of other daily games, including the NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way uh, to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com use promo code SGPN for 100 percent deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN.
1: Okay. All right. Let's talk about Piper golf balls too. So. Obviously, we're coming out of winter here. I just got dumped on uh, up here in Rochester with a bunch more snow. We got more snow coming on the way, so maybe my golf season is not really going to uh, come quite as quickly as I'd hoped. But I'm still prepping. I'm going to get my clubs regrip before I go to Florida. I'm getting some more golf balls, and you're probably doing the same. So you go to a you know store and you want to get the premium you know golf ball. You want your Pro V ones, your mates. There's a temptation because there's a lot of marketing branding that they're actually going to help you. Well, a lot of these golf balls, the premium ones, don't actually really help your game out that much. you got to be a really good player in order to get all the maximum benefits out of it. So why pay more, especially when you're probably going to dump a dozen into your lake anyways? And (laughs) go for a little discounted ball. Go with Piper Golf Balls, who actually give comparable golf balls to a lot of the bigger names. And they got a series of golf balls. Uh, basically tailor made to your handicap. So they have the gr- green line of golf balls. That's for your 15 plus handicappers. If you're a higher handicapper, you typically have a slower swing speed. The green golf balls actually have a little bit more distance gains in order to get you out there. It's going to lower your scores because you're hitting it closer to the green. Uh, it's got a. They have a line of balls. Uh, they're their blue brand of golf balls. That's for your five to 15 handicappers. You know, your mid. You know, maybe you know your little better players. Uh, it's got a good combination of distance and feel. Um, doesn't spin quite as much on off-center hits. That's going to help uh, tighten up your dispersion a little bit. They have their black line of golf balls. That's for your scratch golfers or 12 golf, uh, handicappers. One guy, It's for guys who want a little more spin, a little higher ball flight, a little more control once it hits the green and stops on a dime. That's the ball for you. But their premium ball, and I got it right here. Uh, this is their gold ball. Uh, not gold boy, but their gold ball. It's their four-piece urethane <laughs> golf ball. Uh, it's got a very high spin rate for bet players who prefer that. For to actually, you know, you know, want to hit the ball, you know, left to right, right to left. But what it's really going to do, and this is how it's going to immediately help your score, is that it has really good spin rates around the green. And listen, you can go to the driving range, you can go pound balls, you can go hit at your irons, you can get all all that down. But at the end of the day, if you really want to lower your handicap quick be really good around the green and then Piper golf gold golf balls can do that for you. So go to piper.golf slash GGP and you'll get 10% off your first order. You using promo code GGP, you can opt to subscribe and receive scheduled shipments on golf balls and a 50% discount. And you got free shipping on any orders over $50. So go to piper.golf slash GGP and improve your game today. Nice. I'm actually using those tomorrow in a charity tournament. Oh, very good. We'll see. You know, That's been great That's been great thing. terrifies me off the box though. It, it it is, but you know what? If you don't play well with them tomorrow, uh, don't blame the golf balls. Blame your uh, your bum ankle.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Flu game, baby. Flu game. <laughs> Flu game. <laughs> yeah.
1: If that's what you call it, when you shoot one hundred and ten
0: tomorrow, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna shoot, dude. It's a fucking charity tournament. We're playing scramble. We're not, I'm not shooting one hundred and ten. I got it's a it's a it's a, uh, my buddy uh, who's who's a fan of the show. Who actually that's how we ended up being buds. Uh, who, who we took out last time. He invited me this one. You just play for uh, Alabama no, not Alabama. He played for fuck. I fucked it up. Jason. Sorry. I don't know. He played, uh, he played college golf at Georgia, somewhere in the sec. He's fucking okay. good. It's ridiculous. It's like, I mean, he's like fucking a little younger than me at this point, And he's still got it. Like it's, it's absurd. I was like, this okay. is, this is not fair to play with you in a charity tournament.
1: Yeah. It's amazing when like, you know, you go out your buddies and one of your guys is usually pretty good, but like, then you actually go play with a guy who played in college and it's like yeah, it's fucking different stupid. level. It's and then stupid. there's the PGA tour pros. I actually, I got an email from, uh, my, uh, my aunt's brother who actually does stuff with the SJPN. Apparently John Rahm's like actual golf handicap would be like a plus 14. What? So you know how there's 14 handicap, which basically you're getting 14 strokes. Yeah. He would basically, if he went to like one of your golf courses, he'd have to shoot like a 58 in order. Oh, I got you. I was flipping it in my brain. I was like, that makes no No. sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like if I played against him, he would give me 28 strokes. Which doesn't seem like enough. That does not, right? That seems absurd. I'm like, no, I need I need 40 strokes, John. 40, exactly. 40 strokes. Maybe. Although if we were playing Bay Hill, maybe it would be a little more comparable. <laughs> it really sucks there. All right, let's get to TBC Sawgrass. So again, I, I, I mentioned that in my article this week, I kind of laid things out a little differently. Uh, let's go through each of the categories one by one. Let's start with the yardage of TBC Sawgrass. So at its tippy tips from the back tee boxes, it can play as long as 7,300 yards. The last couple of years, though, it's it's played much shorter. It's played around, like, 7,050 yards. Occasionally, they'll play with the tee boxes and where the pin play Bizarro play, for, like, 70-90. I think that has something to do with the fact that it's been a little colder weather. You get some windier conditions. You don't really want to get it, you know, too far out. I think there's also some shot, like, types of shots these they want these guys to actually hit that might, you know, make the tournament a little more interesting. But it's a pretty short yardage. Um, but that doesn't mean these guys can really overpower the place, though. Let's start with the par threes, though. So there's four of them on the golf course par 72. Hole number three, that's the one that has the flag poles up on the top of the hill there. It's got a little water hazard yeah. uh around the left there. Typically it plays between like, you know, like 180, 185, but then they shorten it, they move a T-bot plays like 165. Uh that hole can be pretty flexible as far as like where they want the T-boxes are. They 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 tend to play with the yard just based on wind conditions. Um, you know, stuff like that hole number eight. is a very long part of three. It's I, it's the only one over 200 yards. That one can play as long as 231 If they move to the back tees, sometimes they play it a little, you know, about 200 as well. Hole number 13. That's one where on Sundays, it seems like they have a, a Sunday pin placement that kind of resembles 16. The masters, if you get a pin down in the front left corner, you can kind of work the ball from right to left funnel ball, close to the hole, kind of like it's 16 at Augusta. Uh, Last year and 2022, they played about 150 yards. Typically plays between like, you know, 175 and 185. And then hole number 17, obviously, this is basically a pitching wedge onto island green, uh, the one of the most famous holes in golf. Last year, played as long as 146, as short as 123. Still pretty intimidating though. So uh, overall, uh, not very long par three. Sometimes we go to these golf courses, like at Bay Hill, I think they all were 200 plus. Uh, you got a good variety. You got a wedge, uh, you got a couple mid-irons, and you have a long iron. So pretty good variety of holes. That's kind of typical for for TBC Sawgrass where a lot of different varieties of uh, yardages and holes that you're going to have to uh, hit into. Uh, Overall, uh, the average score on all the par threes of TBC Sawgrass is plus uh, 0.15 since 2015. So of all golf courses with at least five tournaments played since 2015, that's the sixth toughest on the PG tour. And that's going to be a common theme when I go through this. A lot of things are really tough at TBC Sawgrass. So that's a common theme. Do you have a particular favorite? I mean, uh, other than seventeen, do you have a particular favorite par three you like out of any of those? <laughs>
0: yeah, the one I made uh, my fucking first birdie ever on. It's the 13th oh, one. oh, <laughs> okay, first, nice. That was my first birdie ever. I fucking that's that's a that's a tough tee shot. Yeah, but so this is before they made the change. Mm. So it was it was a it was okay. definitely it was definitely a little shorter. But yeah, I mean, okay. I like it, it was it was fucking cool. I stuck it yeah. to like fucking two feet. No, nice man. It. Didn't know what to do with myself because I'd been golfing because, like I told you, I didn't pick up golf. I didn't I didn't swing a golf club in my fucking life until my late twenties. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so uh, all right, so let's go to the par fours. So again, I just mentioned there's a lot of different varieties uh, of yardages at TD Sawgrass, and you can really see that in the uh, the par fours here. So um, I went through last year the yardages. I went through the yardages of every single round. There's uh, Ten par fours at TBC Sawgrass, so forty total for the tournament. Um, there was only two that they set up as drivable. Uh, that's hole number twelve. They've made a lot of changes yes. in that hole. That's that's a fun fucking hole, though. I, I, I mean, love, some I some, some it, it's controversial. controversial. Some architect geeks don't really like it. Some you know do, but
0: so it, as a fan, as yeah, as a fan, like that's that's one of the holes. Like, wouldn't you bring the wives? Like. That is a great hole to go sit at because they can even get into it and they get excited about it and like, and they yeah. and they usually have uh, I think Taco Lou, which is a local good tacos shop, has, has their tacos right back there. So you get some tacos, some margaritas, sit down for a little bit. Watch him hit some balls.
1: So. See, that's the best piece of advice in this, this preview podcast is uh, Taco Lou, apparently. I <laughs> mean, Taco Lou's yes. solid, bro. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so anyways, uh, there's only two par fours last year that played under 350 yards that were essentially drivable. Uh, it's number 12. Uh, there are 10 par fours total in the tournament. They're going to play between 350 and 400. Um, There are 16 or 40% that play between 400 and 450, and 30%, which is 12 uh, that play between 450 and 500. So, overall, the average combined was only 423. That's not very long at all. Uh, and there was only one par four last year that played over 475. So, a lot of variety. Uh, and you're going to see this in the approach shots where you're not just hitting kind of the same shots over and over and over and over because there's different yardages, as far as, you know, and because a lot of holes basically asks you to hit less than driver based on where the fairway, you know, punches in, you got to play positional golf. Um, you know, it, it, you can, there's a lot of good variety in its par fours. And you can see that here, uh, but they're really tough though. Um, the field average score on all the par fours since 2015 is plus 0.13. Uh, that is the fifth toughest on the PG tour of all um, non-major venues. and That's alternatives. Crazy. It is now, it varies with it's very weather dependent. Like yeah. in last year, and I think in 2021, when it was really firm, super firm, they, they, play, they played really tough. It was cold in 21. Yes. No, it was cold last year. Twenty twenty one, it got nice over the weekend. It was windy. Oh well, yeah, it was windy. I think, I think I was there on Thursday. And it was fucking cold. Okay. <laughs> in in twenty nineteen, it was cold for Florida, was, by the way. Cold in twenty nineteen, I think it was really cold and windy in the final round too. I, I remember. I mean, Ron basically melted in in the rain, the wind. That's what I remember most about that tournament. But last year was cold. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, the the first and second round lasted three days, so you basically got every so single bad. weather condition last so year. So bad. But regardless, it played really difficult last year. It's very yeah. weather dependent. Um. If there's not a lot of wind, if it's soft, they're not quite as difficult. But if you wind, you get cold, which is kind of usually how March is down there, you're in at least maybe one or two days like that, yep. they're going to play tough. Um, but just overall, though, we kind of talked about it. They're really awkward tee shots. They're weird sometimes. They're uncomfortable. And it asks you to hit the ball one way off the tee and hit it another way with the approach. That. So you got to really plan basically from tee to green. You got to think like two shots ahead. If yeah. you miss a green, it's going to punish you. That's what Pete Dye does. Like it, it's just, they're going to like, if you miss a green, there's going to be a mound there. There's going to be a bunker. There's going to be, you know, you're going to be short-sided. It's just, it's, it's just so difficult. He was a mastermind to be really, really annoying with punishing players. If you're out of position, and that's why the par fours are just so tough. But if you keep everything in front of you, you're patient, or if you know when to be aggressive, you know, kind of look what Bryson did a couple of years ago, when, know exactly when to put you know, the pedal down, know when to scale back. You can get around here.
0: Yeah, until he fucked it up on the last day, which was fine by me. Yeah, I know.
1: Until he topped it into the water. It was Fine by me.
0: JT crabby. couldn't make a fucking putt on the front nine and then finally started draining it on the back nine. I know.
1: You know what's depressing? I actually went to look back last year. No. Uh, I think half the top 10 were guys who are now on live, which is pretty depressing. So what you had? Yeah. So, uh, o- Bond Lahiri, Cam Smith. Oh yeah. I forgot Lahiri with the fucking Paul Casey.
0: Yeah. Paul Casey. fucking.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a couple a couple, I, I think. That makes um, sense. It wasn't, I don't think Westwood was, that was 2021. That was,
0: like, 20, was Yeah. And then I mean, Bryson. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of live guys did really well.
0: <laughs> it like, makes sense. Like you said, I mean, the Euro players used to deal with the wind Tiger golf. You know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. see weird, they see weird golf courses. Right. So basically. Uh, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah the, yeah. the fact that, the fact that Cam's not here to defend his title is literally heartbreaking to me. I know it. that
1: is, that is tough. And I, I, I sent you a little, uh, blurb earlier that if Keegan Bradley uh, I
0: don't 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 like you're just me like this is before the Rory shit happened today so fine like whatever like but the bullshit Keegan's not going to fucking
1: live hey he's Keegan to... Uh, back to our top 10 by the way
0: Yeah, I'm very well aware he cashed the fucking hefty top 20 for me thank Christ the no. uh <sighs> you know he's not this going week to too? Live. yeah of course I'm going to bet him this week he fucking he almost won last year so, okay.
1: Okay. I mean, listen, maybe he'll carry on tradition of uh Ken Smith. You win uh, the Players Championship, then you leave for live. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Okay. Such a... All right, let's go. The, let's go to the par fives. So collectively, they're not very long in length. Uh, the longest par five is number nine, which plays about five hundred seventy yards. Uh, but number two only plays about five thirty. Number sixteen, the easiest hole, hole in the golf course, plays between like five oh six and five twenty one. Uh, number 11 plays like 547. So collectively, they only average about 544 off the tee. Really short, but they're kind of like Bay Hills par fives last week where, look, like, you know, it's where you got to score. You got to take advantage on these holes when you can. Is a birdie a guarantee? No, absolutely not, especially on a lot of these holes. So like number nine, so you know what? So why don't you talk yeah. about number nine? which is just kind of a crazy hole to me. Yeah.
0: I mean, almost anything can happen at that hole. Like if you fuck up, like,
1: wait, is there water? Is there water on night? There's no water on night. So there's there? water on the tee shot. Like basically right. there's a creek that kind of like, so the, so the fairway goes out and it kind of runs diagonal. So, yeah. you, so you want to hit your tee shot to the right because there is a giant crop of trees like yeah. like 40, 50, 60 yards short of the green, that if you're on the right side of the fairway, either you gotta hit a hard hook. A hard hook.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or you just gotta try and hit it over trees and hope and like or you just play positional golf you lay up at like 60, 70 yards before the green trying to get up and down. I
0: feel like that's what I feel like most guys do that, right? They make it a, a traditional three,
1: a three shot path No, I've seen a bunch of guys try and go for it. But yeah, how does that it, work it, out though? I don't know. I mean, I have to go back and look at the data. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, but I mean, optimally though, it, it's daring you to try and take on that water. And you've seen guys do it. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, so where the fairway runs out, it's like three ten or so. Yeah. Those so are, sometimes driver might be a little too much. You've seen guys try and carry the water, which I don't think has really worked out too well for a lot of guys. So really, it's 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 try and hit a little peeler to the right side. Then you got a very clear view of the green. You can go for it in two. Yeah. Otherwise, you bail out left and. You know, I mean, I, you've seen a lot of guys that, you know, either if they try and hit a duck hook, they overcook it, they're in the trees, and yeah. there's a lot of mounds over there. Or straw, it's just nasty. Didn't Reed do that like two years ago? Possibly. I mean, he said a lot of duck hooks in his career, just like maybe that's maybe, maybe that's my best to be honest. I, I saw a lot of duck hooks out of him today. Yeah, he so. was bad. He was bad off the box. <laughs> he was, what do we think about his back?
0: We didn't even address that you think his back's fucked, or do you think he was? Just
1: I, I mean, I, I like how uh, our producer, who uh, did a lot of uh, jinxing this weekend, he was but, trying. Uh, yeah, he's trying, but it, it was funny how he actually texted us saying, "Hey, I hope you got your masters tickets." And then it's like two minutes after he sent that, Speed started grabbing his back. So like Cam, Cam
0: doesn't like know how much <laughs> we despise any type of early, like just whisper, nothing, nothing, nothing. We all know what bets we have. We don't, there are certain names we don't talk about. We don't fucking say anything, anything like that's why, that's why I had to get out of fucking discord. I couldn't handle it. I'm too stressed out. I'm going to yell at everybody. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I fake fire Cam probably uh, about seventeen times now. So. <laughs> Love you, Cam. You do great work for us. So we appreciate. Yeah, that. dude. He's, he's Cam is the best producer on the network. He actually he actually is. He's he's phenomenal. So all right. So back to the par five. So overall, since twenty fifteen, they, they average minus .3 under par. So very manageable. They're they're still the thirteenth toughest on the PGA tour. But like I said, like they're basically comparable to Bay Hill. Actually, I think Bay Hill is like the 14th. You
0: said toughest. sixteen is the easiest hole on the course.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. As, as long as you, as long as you don't. I mean, well, that's a that gets me back to my point. Like that's still kind of difficult to pull off. Like you basically have to hit a duck hook around <laughs> the trees, and you have to make sure you don't overcook it. Like Cam Smith, did. Cam You're Smith. Yeah, I thought,
0: I thought I was fucked when he put it in the woods. Thought sure.
1: Like you get there is a lot of room to bail out right off the tee, but that means you got to carry it over the water. And the ideal shot shape is a left to right fade. Yep. And. You saw it a couple times. Like, Daniel Berger last year in the final round, he was on the right side. He yep. peeled it a little too far right, yep. and then he argued with Hovland and, Thomas, uh, I think, yeah. Joel Damon about where he yep. needed to drop it. But, like, that's the point. Like, it, you can, the, the benefit of if t- of hitting a shot on the left side of the fairway in 16 is if you hit it over the water, chances are it's good, not going to cross until, like, it's near the green. Yeah. So you still get a par at that point. Right. But if you're on the right side of the fairway, you bail out. That's a really difficult yeah dude, go, uh, go, pro go, shot i mean unless you aim way far left and then hit a giant little fade there at that point yeah
0: the sunday pin placement there is always super tough um yeah. and if if you miss left they have those little bunk they have those little pop bunkers over there and even that they yeah. have that fucking tree that i've seen so many guys fucking struggle with yeah. around that tree so that's that's funny to me that that's the easiest path five because I, like because I, I mean, I guess there's always this eagle opportunities, but like there's danger. Like that wall, I've seen so many balls going into the water on 16. I've said that's my favorite spot to sit there. Like usually I'm in the waste management tent anyway, so it, it works out. Um, yeah. But you get to watch the path five, you get to watch all the approaches, and you can, you're literally right there at 17. You can still see everything. I saw a lot of yeah. hole in one from that.
1: So now, now it, it's a fairly big green. So there, if you do bail out left, there is a lot of room to operate as long as you're it's right. short-sighted. So, yeah. and I think there's a little apron up in front too that you can kind yeah. of get up and down it. You can, it's you can putt from there. Yeah, and again, it's only 530 yards. Yeah. So as long as you hit the right tee shot, you know you're on the left side of the fairway. You got a lot of room to bail out, or you can go for the pin. That's usually why. So, yeah. um, so my overall point though is that you got to take advantage of these par fives. Is it a guaranteed birdie? Absolutely not, though. Like mm-hmm. you can definitely. Definitely screws up because of water being opposition. Um, they're still tough at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, do a divot like uh, Paul Casey did. Oh, I forgot
1: about that. No, it was the best, the best divot I've ever seen. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, because he was in contention. You're sweating that out there. Yep. So, all right, let's talk about agronomy, my favorite subject.
0: Let's go. Okay. So before you read a TD green, right? No oversea, no nothing. Just straight Bermuda, right? uh, It's actually past Palom. Yeah, I know.
1: It's close to the sea, you know, there's water. (laughs) So, you know, you don't want, you know, it's Salt Tower right now. Uh, So that's the tricky part about trying to gauge course history about here is that we had a major agronomy change back in uh, 2019 where it was all Bermuda for a long, long time. And then once they moved back to March, they had to change the agronomy. They also wanted to look like Augusta National. so. That's why it's bright white sand with deep green, you know, turf. So it is overseeded wall-to-wall with a northern strain of grass. It's going to be a little more cool tolerant. And in Jacksonville right now, it still is not warm enough to sustain Bermuda growth. So it has to be a ryegrass overseed. Uh, The rough is about two and a half inches in height, which is not all that significant. Uh, You know, the ball can still get buried a little bit in it, but it's not like... It's not like API. It's not like a live space. Actually, I was looking ahead. Um, Valspar is overseed, but it's going to be almost four inch rough uh, when they uh, they play that in a couple of weeks. That's uh, a preview for two weeks from now. Yeah, I, don't th- I, don't think, I don't think cakes and I don't think they were. Yeah, I don't think they were happy that Sam Burns uh, won the last couple of years. So yeah. they're trying to get they're trying to get back to the roots. I think four inch rough. Well, oh yes, so but sad. that is right. two right, weeks from on. now. What's yeah, talk with exactly. the players? So overseed with ryegrass uh, fairways and rough. Now, the greens itself, they're also overseeded. Uh, it's not just a Poetrivialis mix. They have a little bit of velvet bentgrass into it. I wouldn't get too caught up about that. I know that some uh, people try and make a big deal about, oh, well, it's got the bentgrass. And there are a couple of overseeded golf courses with that same combo. I think TBC Louisiana has uh, the Poetrivialis overseed with the velvet bentgrass. TBC Scottsdale until a couple of years ago had that. Overall, though, if you tend to just kind of look at these overseeded greens, yeah. what it does, it takes a lot of the grain that a Bermuda green would do to it. They roll, they roll really true. Uh, you talk about guys when they go to uh, PJ West in the same course, they marvel about how they love putting on that surface as opposed to yeah. Bermuda. Hello, Adam Hadwin. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a good, he's got a good course history here. Well, it's overseeded. Oh, well, funny. far is overseeded. This place is overseeded.
0: I was looking at some, yeah. looking at some uh, cheap guys, and I was like, fuck it. It's
1: got a pretty fucking... Yeah, hit, yeah, it hits a lot of fairways, and he rolls a pretty well in greens. No. Yeah, pretty yeah, good combo, regular, so.
0: Bermuda's, regular Bermuda blows. Sucks <laughs> the putt on.
1: So. Yes, I'm glad I live in the Northeast here. So, All right, so here are the over golf courses that you'll see in the PGA Tour. So, TBC Scottsdale, like I just mentioned, PGA West Stadium course, uh, Innisbrook, where they're going to have the Valspar. Uh, you know, sometimes when that's played in late April, that can be a little more Bermuda, but in mm-hmm. general, you, can, you just use Innisbrook. Uh, Austin Country Club. Unfortunately, there's no short game data, but you know, there's a lot of guys who've done really well at Austin Country Club that have done well here. Uh, has Scott has Scotty done well at Austin? Scotty's won it and he finished second. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kisner. Kisner, Kisner had a really... good finish last year, but that's only because he was a no, player. he lost in a playoff to Fowler. He, oh, that's right. Ah. Yeah, man. This is why I'm here to remind oh, you
0: of stuff. I forgot about Kisner being yeah. on that playoff. Wasn't there a third guy in that playoff? Who's the third guy? Uh,
1: oh, God. There was a third guy, right? There was and I forget who it was. Kisner. Kisner. I'm
0: not betting Kisner. Do not let me bet Kisner Oh, and anything matchups, nothing. Okay. Do
1: not um, seriously. I mean, I, I, th- I think I think Fleetwood made the uh, semis one year at Austin Country Club, and he's done well at Sawgrass. So two first round. leaders this for? Fucking Tommy. There you go. Uh, TBC San Antonio. Uh, that's been overseeded every year. That's before the Masters. Uh, Harbour Town, the week after the Masters, that is overseeded, and then TBC Louisiana, which is the bullshit. Uh, team one, events. I'm not, I'm not, fuck that. I that actually has the specific uh, velvet, bent grass, and put all the Xander and Can- Xander and Cantlay won there. So yeah, yeah. You know plus I mean? it's in. A, plus it's in a swap. So you know, it's true. Got to be. It's got. It's got to be correlated, guys. <laughs> So, okay, I'm not even sure Pete. I even remembers. Well, he's dead now, so he can't remember. I
0: was like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't remember anything, Steve. <laughs>
1: that's true. <laughs> I was saying, I, I bet if we asked him on his deathbed, hey, can you? Uh, yeah. Did you know you created TV's? and like, i be like, what? Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I didn't.
0: That's what
1: that's
0: that's what I gave to some of my underlings, and I I was on a I was on a cruise ship somewhere. Yeah, but Bobby Weed handled that one more than I did. I just signed off. That fucking wasn't Bobby the one that I just played? Who's the guy? Who's the course I just? Oh, Bobby Weed. Yeah. Yeah, fucking we were bitching about him. man. He What's cool, though, is he made these bunkers that look like the open bunkers, like yep. like the scaled-up ones. You never see that in fucking Florida, but Jesus Christ. That's cool. So those greens were like concrete. Oh, my God. Like,
1: brand yeah, new. Well you, well, you learn from the best.
0: Yeah, it was fun, but it was funny because uh, the guys I was playing with were like, get fucking Bobby Weed on the cell phone because <laughs> one of the guys is like friends with him. Fuck Bobby Weed. What the hell's he doing <laughs> out here? This is bullshit. Bobby, you're a good architect, but I like you.
1: All right. Uh, all right, let's talk about off the team. Let's talk about each single category now. Uh, so off the team. not a very driver-heavy golf course. You can right. see in the average driving distance of all the par fours and fives, they're only about 280.4 as a historical driving distance average. And that's actually pretty constant too. Back in May, back in March, pretty much the same. Of all golf courses with at least five tournaments in 2015, that's the ninth shortest on the PGA Tour. And like we talked about, there a lot of really awkward uh, tee shots. A lot of tee shots where you can't just bomb it out there. I mean, you can try and do it. It's not very the prudent play. There's right. a lot of uh, fairways as well that kind of pinch you with a bunker or water hazards where, or you guys lay short of the trouble. It's actually maybe a little better to set yourself up with a 150-yard shot instead of like a 100-yard shot. Yeah. So uh, there, a lot of those holes are like that. So a lot of guys club for, you know, opt for a long iron or a three-wood most um, on a lot of these par fours. But even... You know, using like a more accurate claw the the drive accuracy rate is only about sixty five percent that's pretty low compared to, you know considering you're not hitting driver a whole lot there yeah, so that's it, true. It, yeah it's it's pretty narrow. all the fairways are uh just a little bit over thirty yards um, you know they all feature like a and bunk like an inconveniently placed bunker or water hazard where. Just landing in the optimal landing zone is not very convenient. It's not very visually appealing to a lot of players. I think that a lot of guys get mentally intimidated. I, th- I think they get intimidated and just uh, psyched out when they set the tee here. Yeah. So it's, it's very uncomfortable. Um, so, and that's why, historically, TBC Sawgrass is the sixth toughest off the tee in terms of uh, your expected total strokes gained uh, since 2015. And especially when it gets really windy like it did 2021, 2022, it can be an absolute nightmare yeah. uh, at this place, and it's really punishing to miss a fairway. Like we mentioned, it's target golf. You gotta basically play. If you miss in the wrong spot, it's gonna be really difficult to recover, uh, and that's why that basically the average penalty for players who miss a fairway uh, with your, you know, with your total score in the hole is about 0. 0.4 strokes difference, yeah. which is uh, the fourth biggest difference. Ah, uh, the PGA Tour. It's a half a stroke. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of penalties. About six percent of all tee shots incur penalty. So basically, one in every twenty tee shots incur a penalty at TBC Sawgrass. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that contributes to it, but also just the fact too. Like, it, it's better to if you're gonna miss a fairway, make sure you miss it on the right side. Like, even yeah. hitting into one of those bunkers. Yeah. Because you know they're they're elongated bunkers, and as long as you don't get really a crappy lie, as long as you're on the right side of the fairway, you can recover. Right. But if you, like, are aiming right and you hit it left, like, you're done. That's yeah. bogey. So, yeah. uh, it, and, it, it, it's tough. Like I mentioned, very visually not appealing. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys when you look at, you know, like, all right, why is this guy better here? And you look at his strokes getting off the tee set, it's like, oh, that's why. He kind of constantly sucks here. <laughs> yeah, you're just screwing yourself immediately off the bat. So All right, let's talk about approach play. So, um doesn't cut you any breaks. Even if a really good tee shot, really tough approach shots too. Uh, it ranks as the fourth toughest of all golf courses with these five tournaments since 2015. Uh ranks as the fourth toughest on the PGA Tour. So yeah. greens are really small. They only average about 5,500 square feet in area and they're well protected. They have subtle false fronts. They have collection areas that basically funnel balls down to. Uh, there's a very small margin of error to keep the ball very close to the green. And even though the green regulation rate is 63.5 percent which is not absurdly low it's not like bay hill standards uh the overall proximity if from you know especially if, uh, the fairway is a lot higher than what is a like, normal pg tour stop so I, I looked at the last three years ever since they moved to march so the average proximity on the pg tour is about 37 feet at tbc sawgrass it's about 39 to 40 feet the proximity, which doesn't seem like a whole lot adding two to three feet but on average, that's, a, yeah. big dif- that's a big that's difference. That's a big difference. It, yeah. make, it makes agree. a difference for sure. I, and they're difficult from all ranges. They are uh, the toughest from all shots one hundred and fifty and less. I would probably say seventeen has a lot to do with it because there's a lot of water balls there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, but, and from over one hundred and fifty, they are the seventh toughest. So you're not catching any breaks. Oh, both shots there. Yep.
0: That's my. So, fa- that's always my favorite bet
1: of the week is water balls. Oh yeah, you're gonna get a uh, a highest score at uh yeah. at 17. Yeah, I think I think last year I cashed that immediately. I think it was seven and a half was the highest score. Was it, I think nah? got like nine. it was not nah, right. That was two years ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Actually, Paul Casey I think did that for me two <laughs> years ago. Last last year I think it was average score seven and a half, and that was easy. That easily cashed on Sunday. I think when they completed the second, the first and second, second round. round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so. They have taken some water away from some of the greenside surrounds with a couple of the renovations done. But overall, though, there's still eight greens. It basically has water greenside, which yeah. is a pretty high percentage. Uh, and then overall, TBC Sawgrass features the seventh highest rate of penalties incurred on all golf courses since 2015. And that's just, that's not just anything like a rotation, that's just major venues. It's all golf courses. Yeah. So a lot of penalties incurred on TBC Sawgrass. Let's get the approach distribution chart. This is tricky. And it kind of speaks though, kind of what I talked about earlier, where there's a lot of good variety as far as a lot of holes and yardages. You see in this approach shot distribution chart, not a very heavy concentration as approach It's kind of split out all across the board. If anything, last year there was a slightly higher rate on shots between 175 and 200, but it was only by a little bit. Uh, there was a much higher rate on shots between 225 and 250, but that's only like maybe three shots around. Everything else though, it's pretty evenly distributed. And unfortunately, what's also Weird that I looked at is that it doesn't stay constant throughout the years. Some years it'll be more hit way down 150, 175. Some years it'll be more way to 125, 150. And then maybe there's not as many from like 170, 200. I think it's very weather dependent. Yeah, probably. So, regardless though, I just think about conceptually the guys who tend to do pretty well at CPC Sargas and just some of the tougher approach shots. It tends to be guys who hit like the shorter to mid irons pretty well. Like your proper ball strikers, are really good from that range. Uh, I know Cam Smith, Looking at his proximity numbers last year. He was a beast from, like, 125 to 175. Yeah. War is always really good from that range. Justin Thomas all really good from that range. Um, technically, the winner in 2020, Hideki Matsuyama, was really good in that range. He's not the winner of 2020. I'm what kidding. You about? I'm, I'm kidding. But if you all, I'll get to a list later of guys who historically have done very well at Sawgrass. A lot of guys who just – they don't rely on their length. They're not very powerful, but they're just, like, proper good iron players from – that range. Yep. So as far as proximity and scoring goes, it's not going to be perfect for me, but I'm going to target just like 125 to 200. Just identifying guys who are really good with their short irons to mid irons and yeah. can pull up and can, and, and can answer that question that is asked a lot of times. Can you hit the perfect right to left shot? Can you hurt them? Hit the perfect left to right or right to left, left to right shot essentially with these ranges. So yep. um, around the green, we talk about it a lot. Uh, Pete Dye, actually, I'll read from my article. Pete Dye is known for subtly punishing players with annoying and triggering green side features, and TBC Sawgrass is his masterpiece. <laughs> Mounds, collection areas, tiny hula hoop bunkers, you're wondering what the fuck are they doing here? Well, there's a reason why they're here, because you're in it, sir, and you're about to make double bogey.
0: Listen, uh, I would rather be in i I've, I've said it before, I'd rather be in a bunker than fucking chipping anywhere. Give me a Yes, you would.
1: Yeah, and and Pete Dye on almost all of his golf course. If you miss a green, it's you're desperate. You're, dead. you're, screwed. you're screwed. Dead. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah, he I, he. I, I mean, props to Alice Dye for putting up with him because he must be just a giant. He must be a giant perfectionist. You know, never, yeah, no, never, never competes in. Although she was pretty diabolical too. So no wonder they're were we're a good match. team. Good team. They were a good team. So again, keeping up with the theme that TVC Sawgrass is really difficult. Uh, of all golf courses, the least five tournaments since 2015, TBC Saugers ranks, ranks to the sixth toughest around the green for obvious reasons. Doesn't seem like you can get a very flat lie. Like, look at some of these drone videos from the Golf Digest video. Like, holy crap. Like, some of the mounds that are just, like, hanging off to the side there. Like, like some of these small, like, pop buggers are, like, three feet above the putting surface. I'm like, what yeah. the hell is going on
0: here? Yeah, man. It's
1: a nightmare, dude. Easy. I... I No wonder, like, some of these northern guys, they go there and just like, what the hell is this?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's like being on
1: Mars. (laughs) Give me back to my Donald Ross, man. So uh, what's what's strange, though, is that while it is difficult, it seems like there's been a little bit of some changes to how difficult or how easy some areas are, I think, based on the agronomy. Now, there's two things I can explain. The third, I can't. We'll, We'll kind of talk about it. So... Let's talk about from trying to get up and down from uh, the fairway. So since 2015, it ranks as the fifth most difficult to try to get down from off the fa- from fairway lies. But since they moved to a march and since it's on the rye grass, it's played a little easier. And I think it probably has to do with the rye overseed. I think it's a little easier to chip off of, and I think it's a little easier to putt from off the green if you're from the fairway if it allows it to versus Bermuda mm. did. So I I know it's just the scoring, like basically what your expected strokes gain would be the last three years versus what it was when it was in Bermuda since twenty fifteen. Slightly easier from the fairway. So yeah, that makes that makes me think okay, you take like a really bad scrambler like Bryson, who contended here or Victor Hoblin, he could putt from a lot from off the green. So that reduced some of the times he had to, you know, chip from it and you know stuff like that. So I think it made it a little easier um let's talk about the rough so tbc Sawgrass ranks the fifth most difficult uh to get up and down from from, from rough since of all golf course at least five tournaments since 2015 it's played a lot more difficult though which is surprising to me uh since it went to march which you would think okay chipping from bermuda rough can be difficult and a nightmare for a guy like me uh typically with the <laughs> right with rye gas oversee the ball sits up a little bit I did notice when they were talking about on uh, the covers and talking about Bay Hill, the Over overseed can get really sticky and can make for, you know, kind of challenging contact between the ball and the club face. Right. And there's also some wind involved too. So I think that might be why it's been a little more difficult is because maybe the change, maybe with the overseed it makes it a little more difficult to try to get the ball close to the green where guys who just grew up playing and chipping off Bermuda, they have no problem. Right. Uh, the oversee can be a little difficult, and you throw in a little bit more wind, a little bit more cold. That might make it a little difficult to try to get up and down from the rough here, even though it's not all that penal, like okay. as far as like, length or anything or thickness. Uh, and then, lastly, uh, since 2015, TBC Sargas ranks as the sixth toughest from, to try to get up and down from Greenside Bunkers. Over the last few years, though, it hasn't been quite as difficult to get up and down from the bunkers. I don't really know a reason why. I okay. tried looking and seeing if there was a different change of sand. Uh, it possibly could be with how the ball interacts with the overseeded greens once it comes out of a bunker, right? Maybe weather conditions. I'm not totally sure. It could be just a fluke, but it seems like the last couple of years have been slightly easier getting out of these bunkers. I don't really know why. Overall, though, they're not easy. You got to be pretty good around the green, you know, try and get them down. Even if like you miss a green, you're probably screwed anyways. If you got nice. some short game shops to save us a couple of strokes, there you go. And and then putting. It's difficult to put on. TBC Cyrus ranks in the seven toughest greens to putt on. Uh, but there's a very big gap between like the average PG tour difficulty and like yeah. the average course and like Riviera or like Pebble, like those public golf courses. Like it it's much more closer to the average than it is to like those really hard golf courses. So gotcha. while it's seventh most difficult to putt on. It that's a little misleading, but um, you know, for anything over fifteen feet, it still plays as uh, one of the toughest on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, that's even consistent with overseeded greens and the Bermuda, yeah. which is a little surprising because some people, uh, you know, they they say that you know switching for the Bermuda to the overseed makes the ball roll a little truer. Uh, I think it's just basically just how the greens were designed, like kind of like around the green. If you basically miss the wrong area of a green, it, you know, T of sawgrass. It would be difficult to putt. Uh, that's evident in any putts over 15 feet. It ranks as the fifth most toughest on putts more than 15 feet. And also really? what I noticed as well. So typically it actually was fairly easy. I think historically the putt on any putts less than five feet. Over the last couple of years, ever since they switched to March, um, it's been way, way more difficult on putts under 15 feet, I think it might again have to do with uh, some of the wind. Nice you guys have the experience too. That makes it a little more difficult. And anytime you get shorter putts and windy conditions, you saw it this week at, at Bay Hill. Yeah. Nothing is guaranteed at that point. Well as of now the weather looks pretty good. Well I, I see a little bit of wind I think over the weekend. Yeah. Um but it's like steady. It's like you know 10 15. Still. and I mean listen with all the trees I can mess with some of these guys. Agreed. So. You can get some swirls. Okay. All right. Uh I'm gonna skip the uh the we're going a little long. I'm gonna skip the uh the variance chart. That's a little kind of Yeah, really
0: go go way. check his article out. He's got this all fucking broken down. It's a beautiful thing. Like I really like right. the article this week. Okay. All
1: right. Well then you know what I'll keep with this uh this format. So while I go with the skill set chart, and unfortunately, TBC Star is one of the least correlated uh, golfers. Like, like usually <laughs> it'll be like, all right, like Bay Hill, that's like, all right, like, you know, longer players or really good players, like those stand out. The only thing that really stands out is really accurate players tend to do really well here, but yeah. not much of a correlation with shorter hitters or longer hitters. Actually, less of a correlation with good iron players and not good iron players, less of a correlation how good you are around the green and not. Well, uh, putting, same thing. I think it speaks to two points. Number one, SAGRESS allows any type of golfer to walk in and basically play their own game and get around. As long as they manage anything they're deficient in, you know, they basically make sure it doesn't really bite them in the ass. Yeah. And as long as you're really excelling in stuff you're really good at, you can do well. For example, you can have the same leaderboard with a Kevin Kisner and a Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. or a Brian Harmon and a Bryson DeChambeau, or you know, a Tommy Fleetwood and a JT Poston, like. Guys like that, like if you show up and you're on top of your game with the things you're good at and you manage the stuff that you're not, you make sure it doesn't really drag you down, you can get around TBC Sawgrass. But I think it also speaks to the second point is that this golf course will sniff out your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sharp, especially with the things you typically rely on, if you're not sharp in those areas for a couple of those days, and you can't over. And you may basically make a couple more mistakes with some other stuff that you're not good at. You are going to get ejected from this place, especially like. And I just mentioned like like let's say you come in here like all right, you call yourself a really good iron player, and that's how you tend to get by in the PGA Tour. Well, if your irons are not sharp and you can't recover with like around the green putt, like you're just done. Like dead. yeah, it 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 it, it, it compo- You can compound your mistakes very easily at TPC Sawgrass. And it does a really good job of weeding out pretenders that week. And I think that's why there's a lot of randomness year in, year out with TBC Sargas. Like that, yeah. Like, like there isn't like, you can't show up if you're an A player and you show up with your B minus game, you can't just bring your B minus game throughout the whole tournament. That's going to turn yeah. to a D very yeah. quickly. And you yeah. see that with a lot of players where one year they'll finish like top 10 and the next year, maybe they'll struggle a little bit with some areas they're usually good at. And they're just hard jacked. card Nope. So, um, and then, wow, there's a typo right there. I don't even know what word that is. I'll have to fix <laughs> that afterwards. All right. Lastly, guys who have been really good at TBC Sawgrass, unfortunately you saw the list, but I was going to basically make you guess. Like, I was yeah. going to give you a hundred bucks if you could guess. Oh, wow. Who has, of everybody with at least eight rounds at TBC Sawgrass, who has the highest average strokes gained per round? I don't remember who was at the top of the list. Okay. So you're not going to win 100 bucks, Doug Gim. Oh, God. He's $6,100 this week. I know. He has the highest average strokes game per round. In he, hard, he
0: hard ejected fucking that one year. Was he hard ejected, I think,
1: twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, he's gained in his two appearances game 1.7 strokes per round. Um, e. on the field. uh Second is Justin Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Third is Tommy Fleetwood. Fourth is Seatwood your boy. Where's Decky? He's don't worry. I'm no. getting, it. I'm going through the top 10. Fifth is Will Zalatoris. I mean, he hasn't had a top 10 here, but I think it's two fairly solid top 30s. Uh, Six is Corey Connors. Seventh is Zaki Matsuyama. Eight is Joel Damon. Nine is Jason Day, and 10 is Adam Scott. So you go through list that list.
0: Checks out. Yeah. It makes sense. A lot Fun of guy. really
1: good ball strikers. A lot of guys who don't rely on length. Yeah. Really, I mean, there's some longer hitters there, but the, I wouldn't call any of these guys and say, oh, he's so long off the box. No. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I just think, like, man, Corey Connors just can yeah, hit it right in the screws of his iron. Zalator is can hit right in the screws of his irons. When Siwoo Kim is at his best. Siwoo, yeah. Man, he's a great ball striker. You know, Adam Scott, Justin Todd's fleet with, like, those guys. Like, like you, you know when, like, you look at a guy, you're like, man, that's just a quality, vanilla, no-nonsense ball striker. and <laughs> Just get yep. around. You know, that, that's more... I, I'm looking more for that than like a, your Ferraris this week, I guess, to be get my drink. Yeah,
0: no, that makes perfect sense. Okay. I wonder what number I'm right. gonna I are going to I wonder what I can get see what, anyway.
1: Okay. Sorry. Uh do you have any questions? <laughs> no. Well, we've already run
0: long. We can uh we can we can address any questions uh on the DFS and uh and betting shows. Which we have uh two great guests this week. Uh, we got Andy Lack tomorrow night and we got John Haselbauer on Tuesday. So uh we're bringing the boys. So yeah, dude, I'm excited. Uh, I think this is going to be a good week. Like, I, I don't think the carnage, weather-wise, will be there. I just think the carnage will come from the golf course, which is, yeah. which is more fun and more fair.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And uh, you're going to need to cattle prod me if I try and create a, a non-TPC Sogar-esque betting card. This
0: I will. Week. And do not let me wager on or against Kevin Kisner. Okay. He is
1: there not you. allowed to
0: have any money for or against.
1: Let me ask you a question, because we kind of bantered this guy around the last couple of days. Uh, Am I allowed to electrocute you if you put a bet on Callum or this week? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't okay. Trust him. Yeah. I don't know if I trust him either.
0: Cool. We'll Great. see. That means that means he's gonna fucking win.
1: All right. All right. Well, okay. listen. <laughs> well, I, I I got one. I got yeah, one more thing. Got? So, uh, to, to our fans, by the way, of, of the show and SGPN, thank you for all the support. Uh, yeah. You're going to see some changes. Some of our content going forward. Look, like we had to kind of make a hard choice. We're we're undergoing some changes at SGPN overall. So it's how we want to deliver content to you guys. Uh, we need to make uh, a decision on either continuing to give you guys content or having to scale back, and that's going to involve changing some of the ways we deliver some of this stuff. So, going forward, starting this month, we're going to have a lot more video content, a little less more editorial side. I know some of you guys don't like changes. Hello, Polly. I know you don't like change. <laughs> well, we promise you. It's going to be for the better. It's going to yes. be good. Uh, you're still going to get my previews every single week. That's going to be editorial form. Uh, yeah. I'm going to come on here and basically give you a book on tape on them every single week. But it's going to be a little more video, uh, stuff like that, to deliver you more of our picks, more of our analysis every single week. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. I'm actually really excited about it. I'm, still- uh, I'm glad that golf still has a very large footprint on SGPN. Uh, and that's the way we're going to deliver it to you.
0: Yeah, baby. Our audience is, uh, is the best. Really is uh, so. Yes. Yeah, listen, you get to see my pretty face a couple more times. Uh, I'll, I'll be doing a first round leader thing, and then I don't remember what the other thing is. Oh, uh, Monday morning immediate outrights, where I get to be extra angry because you guys actually have access to it. I live in Florida, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, super fun. Super, yes, and maybe some maybe some round stuff on the weekend. Not quite sure. Don't remember. Possibly. Uh, yeah, possibly. But anyway, yeah, listen, big big week, fucking big purse for the one and duns uh, again. Well, so, yeah, man, big week. like I said fucking going for three in a row three in a fucking row let's do it dude. three in a fucking row let's break them fucking books we got Andy on tomorrow night John on fucking Tuesday let's fucking go